So this week's show is brought to you by the good folks at Surf and Summit Motorcycle Rentals in Portland, Maine. They offer motorcycle rentals and pickup and delivery service for both Maine and New Hampshire. Which is a pretty smoking deal. And it's listener approved and tested. Yeah, well, they've got uh, yeah. some Harleys, V-Stroms. Mm-hmm. So go check them out at surfandsummitmotorcycle.com. Welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 207. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And mama just killed a strom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Blew a cylinder and it's dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, Todd. How are you? I've been better. <laughs> Do tell. Yeah, so I uh, I was, you know, of course, the, the continued saga, the Strom, I replaced the fuel pump, and it still didn't fucking work. Okay. And I was like, okay. This ooh. is the second or third fuel pump you put in? No, no. This is the, I bought three. You bought three. I, okay. Excuse me, I bought two, one of which was the wrong one. And uh, this one was the right one, and it went in no problem and ran beautifully. Okay. Well, excuse me. It, the fuel pump pumped fuel beautifully. Okay. Uh, check mark in box check mark in box yeah and uh, i noticed like the hose was a little pink because of the new fuel filter and i'm like shit i gotta change that but like with the with the with the tank up it seemed to be okay okay and then so i get it started and you know it was doing the weird like floating thing like maybe an air leak or a throttle position sensor so i went and ordered a throttle position sensor and uh, uh while i was at it i figured a new fuel hose because the old one's old and shitty okay um you know if it's not leaking out it will when i try to change the filter Okay. Um, so I placed the order for these two things and then I'm like, I was pulling apart some of the electrical stuff because I talked to uh, Matt who, uh, doesn't have his own shop anymore, but uh, helped me get the tire on the bandit. Um, I was teaching with him and he was like, he checked all the electrical connections. I mean like the dumbest shit you can find, check the connection because like they'll do all kinds of make the bike run like shit. Sure. And he said, you know, are you sure it's not compression? I'm like, I don't think so. Cause it seems like that'd be one cylinder. He's like, yeah, the thing is, sometimes with compression, also, it'll be one cylinder working, and so it'll have to be pulling the other one around, and it'll work like shit. I'm like, uh, all right, well, so far, it seemed all symmetrical, right? So it's probably not a cylinder. Um, go and check connections. I'm going is that, like... Is that foreshadowing? Yeah, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm going over just fucking everything on this. Like, I go through everything. I mean, like, first of all, I'm going to say that the electricals and the internals of the Strom are really fucking good. Like, there isn't schmutz, there isn't corrosion, there isn't anything on any of them. Part of that is that I am a fucking nut when it comes to anything electrical I build. I solder everything, I heat shrink everything, I grease all the things, you know, to keep gunk out of them. Uh-huh. Um, some of this was I learned from the oil pressure sensor in the Strom. Okay. It's down near the bottom. And so if you're riding on roads and there's, like, gunk in water, yeah. it will ground out to the engine and your oil pressure light will come on when you're going 80 and you'll, like, shit your pants. Okay. So, so what you do is you pull the little boot off and you basically go and put the boot back on. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I was, I treat those things very seriously, um, because they're dumb shit that can totally ruin your day. So everybody's like, it's electrical. I'm like, it's probably not. We'll we'll check because your, your logic is mostly sound. Electrical's all good. Uh I'm like, fuck. okay, maybe, maybe it's the thing one of our listeners suggested where like, the spark is bad when it gets a little warm. Like once it's run for a minute or two, it, it the the coil heats up and it starts to get shitty. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so let's let's just the spark plugs have been run a few times. Let's pull them out and we'll see if something looks bad. Mm-hmm. You know, are they like schmutzy again? Mm-hmm. I pull out the back and the back looks perfect. 
Like when you pull a spark plug out of a cylinder and it's just like a little bit brown, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like dipped in coffee kind of thing, but like dry. Yeah. You're like, that's perfect. And it is perfect. Okay. I'm like, okay. All right. I was expected to be, could be like before. Okay. So I go and I, I, I swear hugely because the front cylinder on the Strom, when you have to displace the radiator is a complete bitch to get to. Okay. Um, and I go in and I pull the spark plug and I'm like, huh, this spark plug looks completely unused. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God I may have found the problem. It's the fucking coil. Okay. It's the coil is bad. And I'm like, except is it, is it? <laughs> so I, I do the sensible thing and I place it on the engine and I turned over a few times and this spark plug is making like big, fat, beautiful blue sparks. Like, Again, it is sparky. Like it's a brand new spark plug uh-huh. perfectly. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. All right. So you got spark. Right. So I put that spark plug back in. Uh huh. And I'm like, maybe I jiggle the wire and try to start it. All right. All right. I go to the closet I did not want to go to and get the compression tested. <laughs> okay. I put it on the back because the back's easy to get to. Uh-huh. And I turn it over about four turns and it's 170 PSI, which is like brand fucking new. Okay. Like that is like brand fucking new strong. And the last time I did compression checks, cause I thought that might be it. It was that at both sides. And it was great. I was like, yeah, I win. Um, <laughs> and then I go to do the front and the front gets to 60, 60, 60, as opposed to 170. That's a considerable difference. It is a notable difference. Yeah. Now, um, some of the people online are like, uh, you know, throwing their ideas around of like, well, maybe it's the, maybe it's the, uh, pressure release system. Cause there's a, you know, a compression release system that's there to keep you from, uh, you know, having to fight the other cylinder. Okay. Except there's one on both cylinders. So we're already, you know, you're, you're already going to be listening to this with some degree of dicey skepticism. And I've tested compression on this bike before. And you've had it read okay. Yeah. yeah. I've had it read. Okay. And also the front spark plug is not fucking used. Yeah. It does not appear to have been used to burn anything ever. No combustion. No combustion. Because, you know, the whole pressure and there's no pressure. There's no, there's no thingy. It's just sparking into nothing. So I, uh, the front cylinder is probably stuffed. Uh, it could be something in the valves. Like it could actually be that the pressure release thing is fucked up somehow. Okay. Um, and you know, maybe it's just keeping me at low pressure. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. How do you figure that out? You open it up and see if it works properly. Okay. Um, turn the engine really slow and be like, oh, yes, this does not work. Or, oh, it's working perfectly. Fuck me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, maybe all the valves aren't closing. Open, close, open, close. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a trivial task. Uh, it's not that bad actually, because as it happens, the tank and the Tupperware are already off. Yeah. Uh, I have to drain the radiator, which I hate. It just fucking sucks because uh-huh. there's no way not to get it on the floor. Okay. Um, but once I drain the coolant, then you displace the radiator and undo all like the 900 fucking connections of electricals behind it. Uh-huh. And then the front cylinder is really accessible. Like, okay. It literally just hangs out in fucking space. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to go and take a look at the valve train. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so the, the the gadget is attached to one of the uh the camshafts. Um replacing the camshaft new is a $500 adventure. If I buy a used head off of eBay, it's like 100 bucks for the whole head. Uh-huh. And I can just strip it for all the good parts. Uh-huh. Um 
if it's not the valves, it's the cylinder. And then, it's the little Chinese lady. And then, <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah, and then a new engine is like a grand on eBay. I could get an 09 engine. Yeah, that's newer. Uh, yeah, you could. I could, or I can just strip it and part it, fucking unload whatever I can and scrap the rest and fucking. Uh huh. Which one are you leaning towards? It's dead. Yeah. Uh, I vacillate day by day between fuck it and new engine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and even and if like if the heads are screwy, like you know, if the, like if it sucked a valve or something, probably a valve in the cylinder now, and it's where it's all it's all over. Um, thank you and good night. Go get a new engine. Um, <laughs> Do not collect. How much are you into this right now? Just for this adventure. Uh, for this particular adventure, not counting the charging system, which was legitimately fucked. Uh-huh. Um, and if I got a new engine, strip out of this one and put in a new one. Right. Um, a couple hundred bucks. Okay. So it's not not, not it, horrible. I've, I've needed stuff, but it's not been like huge stuff. Okay. So you know, unlike motor. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> and fortunately, our friends at Bike Bandit, Bike Bandit, one of my favorites. I sent them an email. I'm like, so um, the thing I thought this was to fix is not it. It actually is a catastrophic failure, and I don't need these parts now. And they're like, okay, cool. We canceled your order. Have a nice cool. day. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to hear about that. Nice. I was like, all right. Thanks. You guys are cool. Also, they sent me a picture of a dog answering the phone, which I thought was pretty fun. Aw. That, that took some of the sting away. Not a lot of it. But yeah, I can't imagine very much. Not that much so i am the proud owner of a strom like boat anchor uh-huh a v-strom 500 the much lauded um <laughs> uh, much lauded motorcycle it doesn't go very well no no it turns a... out it turns out that the you know the reciprocating mass of a v-strom engine um being pushed around by one 500 cc cylinder and it has to push it for the four the full double revolution uh-huh. uh it's not very pleased with that no asking it to do anything other than like just barely get around and it's like you know you know what hey hey tell you what fuck you <laughs> yeah ah, new motor yeah that's that i'm like i'm like on the one hand i'm like ooh, i could get i mean i could because i could get like an 08 or an 09 motor and just slap it in. i mean it's identical right they didn't change the strong for years um what do you get with an 09 motor the exact same motor but okay newer. You sounded excited with, about the idea of an 09 specifically. It, it, it's newer and has a better clutch. Okay. That's it. Um, it's just four years newer. <laughs> and <laughs> it might get me a little further down the fucking road. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that look. On the other hand, on the flip side, I'm like, you know, maybe it's time to think about a different <laughs> You know, I think about different bikes all the time. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> and I do. But I think of them as like other bikes, you know, because like they, they have the, the Strom is ye old, ye old standard. Like uh-huh. I can always go back to it every time I go back to it, I'm like, I don't like this. This, uh-huh. is nice. this, this feels like home <laughs> right now. Uh, home is uh, it's got holes in the roof. On fire. Uh, it's not on fire. <laughs> it is never caught on fire. Well, it needs to run. Yeah, so that would be, you know, not necessarily. I mean, if I if I leave the spark plug out and put something hot near the hole, I could very easily cause some excitement. But this doesn't sound like something you haven't haven't considered. 
I haven't not thought of setting it on fire. <laughs> not purposely. Clearly accidental, of course. It would course. be 100% accidental. It's accidental. Yes. Pushed out to the end of the mm-hmm. driveway. Yeah, set on from... fire by a mysterious person who looks nothing like Chuck in a ski mask. <laughs> nothing like me in a ski nothing mask. Nothing whatsoever. That's very specific. Yeah. You know, at you least, know how it is. At least there's a ski mask involved. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just a helmet with a dark visor that's down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I would look like anyone else. Yes. Everyone looks the same in a helmet, right? Yes. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. Huh. Yeah. So uh, this this went from, like, something is wrong and I just need to fix it to this, this bike may be fucked. Hmm. I never made it to 80,085. Sad story. I'm not pleased. Yeah. There's still a chance it could be something that's easy to fix underneath there. Um, you know, people are like, well, if it came on that fast, I guess I would assume it'd be the valve. I'm like, I'm not so fucking sure that breaking a ring or something in the cylinder would in fact come on slow. <laughs> but okay, we'll roll with it. Yeah. Hope. Hope. Hope springs eternal. Hope springs barely. <laughs> Happily, the bandit is no longer leaking oil. Yeah. And it's running like fucking gangbusters. The turbo sprint is no longer leaking oil. Oh, good. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, it it mm-hmm. just needed a new oil cooler. Yep. Yeah. Which bike bandit was selling for four hundred. But I found on eBay for thirty. Mm-hmm. Because somebody had one left over from a Another sprint. And bonus, when they shipped it to me, it was still full of oil. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the eBay parts sellers are always an adventure, folks. Possibly covered in the blood of its previous owner. I did. It fit, right? 35 bucks. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, I I could get the new brand new Suzuki cam lobe or I could get a whole head. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know have some extra parts to strip like some spare bolts yeah that'd be nice right yeah you know what the hell um my guy my mechanic um attached it differently uh-huh because he feels very strongly that this would have been an eventual failure really and actually he's he's also of the opinion that the trailer smash yeah did not actually do this oh he thinks this was an eventual thing that the trailer was, smash just sped it along he's of the opinion it might not have had anything to do with it. He was like, this was just inevitable with the way the oil cooler was jammed up against the turbo. Gotcha. Sooner or later, the vibration and all the heat would just do it. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So he's like remounted the oil cooler. So it's a little bit of ways to the side. Sure. Okay. That works. And, uh, I've got the, the sprint at a, at a tuner to go throw it up on the dyno. Yeah. Give me a custom map for the prop commander and hopefully that'll smooth out cool. some of the, the down low and in as much high. as turbos can be smoothed. Yeah. I, that was actually funny. So I, I took it to, there's, I guess there's, a, I don't know how many places in the Valley have a dyno. I'm under the impression. It's just one, just one. Yeah. I would expect to be a couple, but who knows? Um, so I took it to them and they're like, We've only done a turbocharged bike once before. We are not comfortable with messing with your turbocharger. Okay. I'm like, okay. That's could, fair. Could you, you, could you just, it's got a power commander. Could you just 
tune it like a, a natural aspirated bike. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we can do that. But we really don't want to mess with your turbo. Okay. I'm like, sure. Well, keep in mind that, you know, if you want, if you want to really, like, fucking destroy an engine. Yeah. A badly adjusted turbo is a really spectacular way to do that. Yeah. So I did tell them I was curious to see what how much power it put out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, could we push it that hard? I'm like, yes. Yes. Keep it somewhere cool. <laughs> Please find out. Please, and have a fire extinguisher. Why do you say that? Safety. I'm not saying this bike has ever been on fire, but this bike has been on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long time ago, right? Sure. Let's roll with that. (laughs) That sounds good. I, 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 yeah, I feel the need to go shopping. Why don't we? Why why don't we just? Let's find Todd's next bike. 2008 BMW ablatively coated K1200 GT. <laughs> this what? sounds better suited to me. Yeah. Um, so it's an ablatively to K1200 GT. So it's the GT K bike engine, and it appears to be entirely covered with uh, bedliner. Primer? Yes, bedliner primer. Yeah. Basics. 1200cc inline four, approximately 1 million horsey powers. Electronic <laughs> fuel injection capable of drowning small mammals if they were trapped in the cylinders. You something can't something see. every time. Yeah. Dry sump engine lubrication proceeds to list all of the shit. Leaving Hossack home sack front suspension. Mm-hmm. All right. Rebranded duo lever by crafty crafty lawyers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shaft drive and paralever suspension, so no jacking. Thank you for listing a stock feature. <laughs> Leaving home side cases to hold a family of wombats. Heated Fif- grips. Fifty thousand miles on this bike. Yeah. Yeah. Two settings, ah, and my hands are on fire, which is the standard two settings for hand grips. Heated seats. Now, I can say Mm -hmm. with experience that my hands are on fire setting. Mm -hmm. It's not actually my hands are on fire. Oh, okay. That's an exaggeration? That is an exaggeration. Okay. All right. Because you might not remember this, Todd, Mm -hmm. but I have been on fire. I see. Yes, that is a problem. (laughs) You should should try not being on fire. Should I? Yes. Huh. Yes. Emphatic yes. All right, uh, glove box, adjustable height, blah, blah, blah. Uh, motorized, no side of the road, Madstad cursing here. We are riding a civilized German moto. This is definitely not for me. Weird signal <laughs> light switches, highly addictive once you master them, a.k.a. what I lovingly call the honk-to-cancel system. Yeah. <laughs> Two-height adjustable saddle. It has lights, slipper clutches, this fender extender. Really this guy just, bike. man, he likes all the things. He yada, 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 yada. Spares stuff. I am bored. I'm so bored. Bored, 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 bored. Why? Oh my God. Yep. On he goes. He just, he just, he just goes, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't want this bike on general principle. Like, like I'm going to just punch this guy halfway through the deal. I just, uh, no. Well, you know, no, I don't shut up. It's painted in primer. It's, it's, yeah, it's a K1200 GT painted in primer. Otherwise it looks pretty stock with some random add-ons yeah now to be fair i I do dig the primer color yeah it works okay yeah and you know the bike's an okay bike yeah he wants wants, uh four Four grand grand? yeah this is when claire tried to get me to buy he's like you should buy this i'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh go on Uh uh-huh you may proceed what do you not like about this bike um why wouldn't you buy this bike because four grand seems like a cool price. Yeah, honestly, the 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 K engine and I, I, it's an okay engine. Yeah, it's just not that exciting to me. Okay, you know, the the 
I'm not anti four banger like I used to be, having experienced the love that is the bandit. Uh huh. But the K four is a really like it reminds me a bit of the tiger, where it's just like it's kind of there's nothing there. Like it's got yeah. power and it it delivers it. It's just kind of like okay. Here we go. La, la, la. It's civilized. Like, it's a little too civilized. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I feel about my 1150GS. Yeah. Just a little too civilized. There's no juice. There's yeah. no oomph. Yeah. There's no... Ex- no, no kick in the pants. There's no... Let's be on fire. Okay. Yeah. Less less fire than you prefer in an engine. I mean, that's the nice thing about the turbo sprint. It's It's got lots of fire. It's got fire. Fire everywhere. to spare. It's got fire literally coming out of it. Yep. Okay. Well, let's see. Next, we got a... Uh, 1970 BSA trike custom built. Oh my. This is for you. $13,000. What the fuck? That's already a no. That's a, a no in Todd Dill. 650cc engine, Harley service rear end BSA engine and tranny, Kawasaki front, silver with green stripes. 13 or best offer. Wow. Now, in fairness, the paint job is really good. It looks like a well put together trike. But mm-hmm. again, you don't like this configuration of trike. This configuration of trike is definitely not my jam. Yep. The Harley service in the back is cool. So basically it's like a giant ass box. Like the entire ass end is a box. Like if you don't okay. have enough luggage, now you do. All right. So you can put a body. Oh, you know it's what a, this is? This is a four body trike. You know what this is? What? This is your ice cream trike. Yeah. Yeah. It could, could, could totally be your ice cream this, trike. This would 100% hold a lot of ice cream. That would be awesome. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, it's nah. even the kind of the right colors for an ice cream. Yeah, the funny part is, is this BSA motor. So this is the 650 BSA motor. Like at it at the time it was made, it was sort of cool. Uh-huh. By any modern standard, it's god awful. I, I don't see it being all that exciting in something this big. No. I'm I'm thinking the the acceleration on this one is, you know, zero to sixty. True. <laughs> yes. Grades and wins favorable. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly uh, uh we can do better oh 1983 honda goldwing wheelchair sidecar 50 i love these chariots yeah six thousand bucks it is a literal chariot platform yep a 1983 honda goldwing condition good displacement blah 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 good condition 1983 honda goldwing with sidecar for wheelchair rider pull your wheelchair up on the sidecar and ride the bike from your chair no other riders required you can ride passengers from the bike Preferably a dog and have them scream. <laughs> Bike has all the controls professionally fabricated to ride from sidecar. Good quality brakes, great performance, clutches on the hand shifter, front brake with sidecar brake on right handle, rear brake is on the left, all while only using your hands, which makes sense for someone in a wheelchair. Bike will need carb work to run smooth. Ew. Has been sitting for years. Double. <sighs> Nothing wrong with a bike other than the fact that it doesn't. Only reason selling is I don't ride it anymore. Do tell. Colin, let's discuss how you can ride from your chair. Much easier than a trike, which I can't argue with. Yeah, if I were in a wheelchair. If I was in a wheelchair, I would have one of these so fast, it would be just That's pretty awesome. And it is fucking beautiful. This is one of those old, naked 1100 gold wings. It's just fucking gorgeous. Imagine the mindfuck for everyone you pass. Oh, God, yeah. You see this riderless bike mm-hmm. just going by. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, I I tell you what, that one of the things that I'd be just tempted to do all the time with is to teach the dog to sit on the bike seat and then just go by crowded places going, ah! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, bad dog, stop, stop! Ah! <laughs> Put a mannequin on it for Halloween. Yep. Light it on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That would be so cool. 
Yep. Now I don't see the ramp that you get on with. I'm a little foggy on how that works. Uh, you, the common the common thing I've seen is there'll be like a ramp that is behind you and it folds down folds and you roll out, up the yeah. ramp. Or uh, Claude's made a couple where they actually there's there's like a winch because um, the ramp will usually be sort of steep. Uh-huh. And you know most wheelchair people can get up a ramp no problem. Um, I've seen ones that can climb mountains. Um, but like I could see him leaning back and putting the front wheels on it. Yeah, and, and just, just kind of hammering it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I could see that. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a word. I don't think so. I imagine, I imagine the uh, the, the seasoned rider of wheelchair can get over a variety of whack ass things. Yeah, that surprise you. Yeah, but it's pretty. That's it's, cool. Shame it doesn't run. This would be this would be the kind of thing. Yeah, if you're, if you're in a wheelchair, this would look pretty attractive. Yeah, because you know it took some money to put it in that shape it's it's no small feat to make one of these yeah these are these are, this is a fair amount of engineering because you don't you don't think of the back of the sidecar being important structurally but like the fact that a sidecar is a box is sort of part of the deal right for some of these i mean i guess you could have a solid frame and just a box on top that's all mine is but mm-hmm. but still yes yeah. there's there's stuff to consider there, engineering there ones. are considerations so this bike's already i mean put getting it to run again it, is small work compared to comparatively speaking it's small work yeah compared to putting a chariot like this together that's cool that's way cool way cool listeners in wheelchairs look no further Ooh, this sounds like you Mm. 1990 fzr 400 1990 4200 bucks Ooh, it's pretty it's pretty and it's parked next to a plane the FZR is a screaming great bike for a lightweight right. Oh, well, no, that's not you. Or a girl who wants to keep up with the guys and spank them in the corners on a very rare and collectible bike. Mm. The bike is in excellent condition, uh, all stock and professionally maintained. It does have a salvage title. Uh-oh. It was dropped at the dealership the day it was sold. Uh-huh. Dealer had it totaled for cosmetic damage, replaced mm-hmm. all parts, and bought it for himself. There is nothing wrong with the bike at all mm-hmm. clean title fzr 400 selling the seven to eight thousand dollar range because they're not salvaged bikes mm-hmm. uh text is okay but i prefer phone mm-hmm. attention scammers before you decide to call me with your bullshit please go stand in front of a train mm. i do not paypal mm. no i won't accept your bullshit check mm. no i won't ship it to you because you your mom your dad or your dirty pig of a grandmother is in the military and deployed mm. No offense to the U.S. military. I am a vet myself. Fuck you, though. Mm-hmm. I just know this ploy and it won't work. Don't waste our time. Lobo offers and stupid questions get stupid replies and answers. Mm. Yes, I will consider trades for things like a good van, aircraft engines, avionics, toys and tools and the like. I will not accept trades for your grandpa's old bass boat or your mother's porcelain bunny collection or uh, crap like that. Out. Expect the paying cash and expect the transaction to take place in the presence of a police officer. Well, that's highly specific. This person has a story. Yeah, I know. Like in the presence of a police officer? There's a story behind There's this. totally a story. There's a story. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, like paying cash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, everything sounded okay up until the point of. Yes. There's there's a story. Unless he means he's a police officer. Could be. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You know. That that would count. Maybe maybe he's married to one. Maybe he's married to one. That could be it. That could you be know. it. Yeah. But otherwise, that sounds a little like there's a good story behind that. Does, it. That there's definitely there's a <laughs> there there is there's a thing. There's a 
there is a, a history of pain. There is there. a suspicious amount of smoke. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. It could be fire. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. But Mini you, chopper with sidecar. This is you, Todd. Thousand bucks. I do like sidecars. This is you. Oh, thousand bucks. That is not a sidecar. <laughs> That is a wheelbarrow. That is a wheelbarrow. Now, now I am no expert in, in yard machinery design, but I can say with confidence that Chuck is a wheelbarrow. I concur. Okay. Just so we're all 100%. On the same Ape hangers, chain sissy bar, sidecar, new 6.6 horsepower engine, straight pipe, sounds great, not too loud, runs great, $1,000 OBO trade. 6.6 horsepower. Fun for car shows, pit bike parades, or just to haul dirt around your yard because it's a fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> Not a lot of dirt, though, because six horsepower. <laughs> well, in fairness, how many horsepower do you have to haul dirt around your yard? Well, I've only done it with the Euro. Mm. So whatever that has. Comes to the factory with 35. A few of them are still alive. So 20-25 oh, yeah. horses. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you if you want a sidecar that <laughs> oh is a wheelbarrow, it's, it's bad on so are many those? levels. How do you grab those bars? I am reasonably certain those bars are actually, in fact, made from parts of a wheelbarrow. Are those the wheelbarrow handles? I think they might be. How do you, how, how do, how? How so many things, Chuck? Let's be honest. Uh, so your arms are just straight up. Yes. Yes. Your arms are straight up. Are you implying that this should not be ridden at speed? Well, it's 6.6 horsepower. I was going to say, if, if, what that's what speed? You, if that's what you're worried about, Chuck, you're in luck. <laughs> you're gonna be fine i just i just yeah i just mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. i yeah. i, 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 yep. I mm-hmm. don't yeah and someone put some work in that sissy bar it's a wheelbarrow <sighs> I, i'm stuck there i can't i can't get by that that's now where i live that's where my brain lives that's a fucking wheelbarrow at least and it's not even forwards that's the part well, that really pisses me off the wheelbarrow is facing backwards me. yeah it makes sense to me what that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, if the person gets in it, right, he can just lean back. He's comfortable. That's what the this person was thinking when he put it in like that. He was thinking, whoever this wheelbarrow gets in there needs to be comfy. Needs to be comfy because they're just gonna you're gonna hang your feet out the front. No. Yes. No. Yes. You're not gonna be scrunched up in there. Okay, but but hear me out. That's a wheelbarrow. That is a wheelbarrow. That is, there is no doubt, one hundred percent a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow. <laughs> that is a wheelbarrow. You I, uh, I have, are. I have some, I have some other doubts about the uh, the mounting system of that sidecar. That is not a good strong four point mount. <laughs> no, it is not. That is mounted exactly the way you would mount the wheelbarrow. You know, I think you're right, and here's here's why I think that is. That's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> right there. You know you, what? I you were looking. At a wheelbarrow. I would not be shocked in the slightest mm-hmm. if you can tip that out like a wheelbarrow. Yeah. You fill it with dirt. And, and then, then you, you just you, show up and dump it. You dump it like a this dump is, truck. This is, in fact, a yard machine. You know what? Looking at it, looking at the inside of that wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a yard it is, machine. It is a dirty inside the wheelbarrow. That he even wanted it out. to make look cool. Uh-huh. You know how some people get a riding mower and they trick it out? Sure. This is. I mean, his, no, but sure. This is his tricked out wheelbarrow. This is his tricked out riding wheelbarrow. Ah. <sighs> oh man. Right. I. Man. 
This is a tricked out riding wheelbarrow. Uh, okay. Tricked out riding wheelbarrow. And that makes it a little bit cool. Uh, here, okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> and I can't, I can't you say that's can't, a wheelbarrow. I can't, I can't stress this enough, but that truck, Don't say it. That is a wheelbarrow. Don't say it. That's a wheelbarrow. It's a wheelbarrow. It is a wheelbarrow. Okay. All right. It is a riding wheelbarrow. Yeah, I, I, he I, has made a new genre of vehicle for the shadow economy. Oh my God. There's it people, is a riding wheelbarrow. There's somebody in the shadow economy. Who's like, Hey, Hey, I, you know, I, I need a wheelbarrow and, and that, I don't want to push it. And that right there, that's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I don't want to push it. I'm too lazy. Oh yeah. I'm going to ride it around in style. But that will hold all Mm-hmm. Of my raccoons. Mm-hmm. I'm to ride around in style with ape hangers on my wheelbarrow. <laughs> and 20 raccoons. Wheelbarrow ape hangers. This is now a thing. Anyone that laughs at my riding wheelbarrow, I'll just throw a raccoon at them. Unleash the raccoons. <laughs> Oi. So that happened. A riding wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Uh, it's, it is now. Yeah. Shit. Not only is that a thing, it is now. It, mm-hmm. There's porn about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rule 34 strikes again. <laughs> All right. Hey, we have a guest tonight, Chuck. And I hear this guest is pretty impressive. Fuck you. All right. We're on with Melinda, Chuck's partner in the doomed road trip of doom. Hi, Melinda. Hello. Hello. I don't know if I'd call it completely a doomed trip of doom. So like semi-doom? Doom-ish? I mean, like mostly doom. Doom-ish. Now, now, have you listened to the last show? You know, I was there, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm uh, pretty sure she knows what happened. With you. Well, no, I have a reason for asking. Have you listened to the last show? I have. And it what? was false. Like, all of it was false. But <laughs> Lies and misdirection. I'm real nerds. <laughs> all right, now we're going to have to have you explain yourself. Okay, no, it wasn't all completely false. I'm just saying that you might have an inflated view about how the turn of events went in your direction, but I'm just here to straighten things out. Okay. Good. All right. Straight, straighten us out. So, Please. So what, what were your key impressions of this particular trip? Uh, well, to begin with, I mean, he, he was, he was accurate in saying, you know, that the day it started out a little bit with a mishap because of the, uh, your, what was it? Your camelback that went faulty. Yes. He showed up at my house. He was drenched head to toe. He handed the said camel back to me. I filled it with water, not with fuel, as he was worried was in his camel back by the time he caught fire. Mm. Um, but it was filled with water, and then we got on the road. Now, let it be known, I have been riding for 14 years on a Vespa, but mm. 14 years nonetheless. Was that a giggle? No. I thought I heard you giggle. No, you'll know when we giggle. We giggle like crazy, <laughs> like little girls, like tee hee 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 freaking hee. <laughs> hee. No, please continue. I am continue. dying to hear your version of events. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we got on the freeway. I'm more than happy to take second position, and so I wanted to follow behind Chuck. Mm-hmm. 
to learn from his cues, learn from observation. You I know, am, try I am the about. last person you need to learn from. I'm saying that. Well, I, was just tra- I was just trying not to dump Jen's bike. You know, this is maybe the 10th, 10th riding day under my belt at this point mm-hmm. after my MSF course, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want to enjoy the hell out of myself and, and, and just get on the road. But I'm observant. And I notice that Chuck is dragging his left foot. I'm having a little bit of a heart attack about it. Mm-hmm. Calm myself down when I realize his bike's still upright. And then it looked like he was dragging his right foot. I handled that a little bit better. But then, oh, my fucking God, I'm, you know, I'm just super proud that I have both of my feet firmly planted on my riding pegs and my sure. hands are clamped to my handlebars. Sure. It's called you know. stretching. Optimum control. Right. Right. Okay, but here's yeah. my pin. Here's my pin for the story. Oh, Occasionally, I pull in my clutch when I'm a little stressed. So I see him dropping his feet and leaning over on one hand and letting go of his handlebars. And I pull in my clutch because it kind of makes me nervous. Oh, wait. Because... No, you are not pinning this bullshit on me. <laughs> Fuck you. Check is the problem. I, so just... Fuck you so from just... here to Silverton. So I'm just saying... That, you know, that, you know, when I, when I took my MSF course, my instructor who shall remain unnamed, Claire, 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 you know, during my course, I made a point to bring it up that I have a tendency to cover my left gear as it is my rear brake for my Vespa. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. In my oh shit moments of panic on motorcycles, Mm -hmm. I tend to grab my clutch thinking brake. On, on you know, the whole, folks, said, sure. I would advise against grabbing your brake in a panicky moment. I would apply the brake smoothly and progressively. This has been a message I've from Todd spoken. and the folks at Utah Red Red. At Utah Red Red, yes, I agree. Anyway, I'm going to progressively so I, put my foot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I did interpret my fine instructor's response to mean, sure, Vespa girl, get your life. Cover that clutch if you need to. Mm. Let's just leave that pin right there. I'm okay. Covering my clutch when when Chuck is throwing a foot on the ground. I'm stretching. He's stretching, and I and I saw and I understood that. But this is within the first forty five minutes of our ride, right? Okay. I like to stretch. But we're going back Mm -hmm. to being super observant. Oh God! I'm bringing up your rear. Oh God! And I start smelling something burning. That was the burritos. (laughs) 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 It's something plasticky. But I don't really see anything ahead of me, so I'm assuming it's me. And I don't really see anything on me or around me, so I'm trying to brush it off. But then, like, there's this little faint bit of white smoke coming from Chuck's rear tire, or from his tailpipe area. Uh-huh. But it's just a little bit. But... Again, okay. burritos. It's not a worrying about smoke. It's he's just Chuck, a... and he likes burritos, and he's got a turbo, and maybe this is what turbos do, and oh, shit, there's more smoke. Hey, you know what? So In a way, that is that, what that, turbos apparently do. Apparently, that is an accurate representation of the situation. <laughs> that, that is, is indeed what turbos do. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But at this point, I'm frantically trying to remember how to tell him how to pull the hell over because, mm-hmm. you know, he's on fire. Yeah, but we yeah. didn't go over that, and the sentence don't work, and he's dragging his foot, and he's leaning on his gas tank, and I don't know what to fucking do, So, because, oh, my God, fire. So you give him the international symbol for, hey, asshole, you're on fire. No, she didn't. Yeah, so I kind of tentatively, <laughs> I kind of tentatively pulled up to him and was like, hey, excuse this me, this thing? Don't forget your ass to the side of the road, sir, because you're on fire. She was like, I need Grey Poupon for my sandwich. 
<laughs> that was the signal she gave Excuse me. me. I, I don't, I don't mean to be a bother, but, but I just, I couldn't help but notice your bike seems to be, you know, just a little bit possibly on fire. Nope. Also, we're 45 minutes into the trip and I don't want him thinking I have to pee just yet. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say I, that if your friend is on fire, them thinking you have to pee is not really high on the list of worries. It's, this is true. But he got pulled over, and then I didn't want to be next to him just in case he exploded. So I kind of Sensible. stayed far back and just yelled at the top of my lungs, you're on fire. Bitch, you're on fire! <laughs> Spoiler, I didn't need your help to notice that at that point. I think the giant is- flames and whatnot did a well enough job. So all of this results in the fact that I actually, I legitimately saved his life because oh, he Jesus didn't have a Christ. clue. I saved his life. Chuck, oh, you're Jesus on Christ. fire. Zounds, I am on fire. You saved my life. All right. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. What do you mean, our story? Our story? I don't know. I'm just helping. I'm helping. Okay. You, you, you helped. So, you saved Chuck's life from being oh, on Jesus fire. Christ. I'm assuming the monsoons were about as advertised, just, just like stupidly wet and monsoony. Yes. And uh, I, I do also have to clarify that I wasn't wearing the raincoat over my gear. I wore it under. You mean the poncho? The, the, the poncho. The gas so station poncho? My... <laughs> yes, the gas station poncho. I tore off all my wet under things. I had my rain liner for my upper half. I just used the poncho for the lower half. I didn't have my rain liner for the lower half. Ah, okay. So it was the it was the uh, the the damp pants, but dry upper body. No, she was wet everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I don't find those ponchos terribly effective. Everything was wet, and bags filled in boots that were already wet. Everything was wet. We were soaking. Okay, so the part I'm really curious about, the part I really want to know, is. You get to Vegas and, you know, the 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 madness of Wild Bill. And then you just, like, disappear out of Chuck's story for a little bit. Because, you know, he's, yes, like, moping. because I actually had an adventure. Okay. Tell us about it. So, um, in it, it, if you're a woman and you sign up for the Women's Sports Bike Rally, you get to be part of the women's attendee page. Ooh. And on this page, all the women, you know, we're having pillow fights and no, no, we actually are like bonding over what everyone's going to be writing and where they're coming in from and who's coming from where and if girls want to share rooms and like everyone starts making friends long before the rally starts. Mm. Joanne wouldn't let me be a part of that group. No, it is the women's discussion. I was media though. Yes. But see, I actually was signed up as attendee, which was going to be the cool part of hanging out with Chuck and going to this rally was that I got to be part of the actual people who get to participate you're the people who so matter about this that was why i was so so excited to be going out and doing this adventure it wasn't just hanging out with chuck and like bugging him the whole time like mm-hmm. i really wanted to be a part of this i was so excited to get out there and have pillow fights anyway and have pillow fights with all the other women in the mormon sports bike attendee page except that isn't actually what we do so anyway sorry to ruin your memories or your ideas chuck anyway so I met Barbie through this women's page and her and her husband Carl live there in Las Vegas. Barbie was unable to make it to the rally because her friend got grounded and uh, wasn't able to get her bike going. And so she was kind of bummed out. 
I didn't have a bike. She didn't have a partner to ride with. And so they just said, hey, come be our friend for the weekend. Well, well. And so they hooked me up on her uh, BMW GS 650. Mm-hmm. And then at times on the ride, uh, her husband, Carl, let me ride on his Suzuki SD. And that is, Chuck, you know, about, you know this bike. It's not a turbo, but it's a V-twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a small version of my Strong's yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah, it's just a blast of a bike to ride on. Oh, Super man, fun. I had a great Except time Except his runs. One. It was such a neat little bike. He had it just, just fine-tuned so neatly, and it was mm-hmm. just just tight and so fast. And so, yeah, I had a really good time on those two bikes. She was actually riding a um, ooh, Triumph Bonneville SE. It was mm-hmm. in 2009. So it was an older version, but her husband's just a super handy mechanic and he had all their whole stable just, just riding so, so well just and in, huh? really fun. They all ran. I don't know how many of you guys can see all your bikes are running. I'm so confused. I, what? All of them? At wow. once? All, every single one of the bikes in his stable ran. Uh, seems unsettling on know. some level. Technically mine <laughs> all run right now. Did you hear drums? Just now. Is the Sprint even home? No, the Sprint's at a tuner. I'm having it uh, dynoed. Oh. Oh. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. <laughs> what? Nothing at all. What? Just di- you're dynoing a turbo bike? It's damn fast. What do you need to know? Uh, well, I'm hoping to like even out the the low end and possibly make it not die at stoplights. Yeah, and uh, I. Notice the flames coming out of the tailpipe. Oh, that is a problem. Yeah, that would indicate a high exhaust uh, temperature, which might mean you're running a little lean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, yeah. Plus, okay. I want to know how fast it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna warn you that you know you gotta you gotta bring a fire extinguisher when you're trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, it's at their shop, so I don't care. Oh yeah, that's that's fair. They probably have a fire extinguisher handy. You'd hope. One one really sincerely hopes. Okay, so. So you go off. And She's made have friends. An adventure. You've made friends. Now, now here's the question. We rode Mount Charleston. Ooh. Sorry, go on. What? Go ahead. Mount Charleston. No, I'm just. We did a cool loop up Mount Charleston. We did a cool loop of their Red Rocks ride that they have out there. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to just take me out to Lake Mead, but Chuck and I got lazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been lazy and this I, entire time. I, sure. It's true, but but he got me to be lazy with him, and it that was a great day. <laughs> milkshakes were involved Mil- uh, milkshakes and hgtv and like all sorts of being drunk just super being total bums in las vegas that's what i do well, that, yeah it's my we lived gift. there for two years ah. you didn't know we, li- we lived in vegas for two years on this trip oh <laughs> it was okay. our life we did not live on the strip we we lived in junky places it was there was it was horrific it was weird. All right, so so now t- tell us about the the fate of the America, because you know from from Chuck's thing, I was thinking, oh no, it's stuffed on a trip, but then it sounds like it just everything was okay at the end. What 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 the hell happened? <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing was wrong with the America. So uh, I <laughs> took it into my uh, local dealership to uh, have it inspected before I left town, just to make sure she was roadworthy. Sure. Full, full service. I mean, she had, she'd been in the garage for a while before I took her out. So I did a full service and did a oil change and chain service and 
all that and sure. okay. told her I was taking her out on the desert. They gave her the big thumbs up and sent her on my way and <laughs> and ran her card through a, a charger. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very important. Yeah, oh, ran my, ran ran my card through a through a very large sum of a charger. Mm. And uh huh, it's funny because when the Vegas shop got her up on the stand, they said doesn't look like an oil change has been done on this bike in a really, really, really long time because this oil sure looks black. And then they said, also, also doesn't look like, wow, your chain's just bone dry. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, yeah. This this chain is just, and it's kind of, okay, there, I think it's been adjusted, but just bone dry, bone dry. And uh, weird, your clutch cable's just crazy over tight, hmm. but the clutch is fine. Looks like just a little clutch cable adjustment. Oh, hey, look, everything works. And look, if we adjust and oil your chain, everything works. And maybe we should change your oil for you. And everything works. And I'm on my way in two hours. I'm going to say that this is not the place to go get service done. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a very bad vibe from the, from the turbo sprint and from your America. Um, it's happening. The bad vibe has arrived. It is here. And yeah. This isn't my first experience with this shop either. Uh, she's had some adventures with her her Vespa. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not making me feel better because you know I, I'm there's a part of me that's like maybe what I need is a Gucci, but you know <laughs> do they even still do Gucci there? I don't know if they do. They, I don't think no. They, they got rid of Gucci when they brought in uh, Ducati. Yeah, I think it's just oh. Ducati Triumph and BMW now. Oh, okay. Well, screw them yeah. then. Who needs them? <laughs> So everything um, else I said was true, though, right? I mean, let's see. Let me go over my notes here. Well, oh, every, everything in your tale mm-hmm. was true, except mm-hmm. for the fact mm-hmm. when you had me put your bike back together again, and I actually saved your life. And here's how I know <sighs> you needed me to save your life. Jesus because Christ. I went to the casino that morning, and all of a sudden, I got a pleading text from you that went something like, please please bring me water, please, please come fix my bike, please, and please bring me water, and please fix my bike, please save my life, Chuck, please. And also ice cream, was I need else. some ice cream. Also ice cream, also please fix my life, and save me, please. please. <laughs> it, was, it was right right on par with that. And it was only after about the 37th please in this, in this text that I fled for the gift shop to buy a gallon of water and a protein bar and go find my friend, who was stranded and lying out on the hot in the hot Mexican sun on the sidewalk next to his bike. <laughs> I was strewn about him. I was really drunk. <laughs> he was like, he was gone, gone, you guys. And like kind of laughing, giggling to himself. The biggest in, a defense. in my defense. I was drenched. really drunk. I was really drunk. Drenched in sweat. Sure. And so I sit him up. I pour water over him. Apparently, well, I I have been like mothering him, like not like a like a mother hen as he described, but more like as like a like a like really angry Latina like auntie, and La like trying to make him eat, like eat food the whole time. Like this man does not eat, and I'm like, please eat, drink, trying to make him eat, pouring water over him, and then I so graciously put his bike back together again. It it's was in pieces. You're a good friend. It was in pieces. It really was. It really was. You know, any other bike, I would be like, she's exaggerating. But we're talking about the turbo sprint that catches itself on fucking fire. So, you know, there's a certain <laughs> amount of this All that I, carries a bit of, a it, bit of veracity. It was just a battery swap. 
Mm-hmm. But there were pieces. Oh my God. Yeah. One of the pieces was called the seat. Uh-huh. You connect that to piece two, which is known as the bike. Now, now of these pieces, which is the one that is least likely to catch on fire? Well, I assume None. Sergeant does a pretty good job. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, the seat has gone through a trial by fire once already and did not catch on fire. That's true. That's true. <laughs> At this point, Chuck is the one who's literally on fire. He's made of alcohol and he's in the sun. <laughs> I may have so, partake of a lot of stuff, drinking in my mouth. <laughs> Things taste good. So I may have saved his life for a second time on a trip oh, and set him a protein bar. You are Chuck's hero. Oh, Jesus. That is the title of this episode Chuck's hero. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Really, we saved each other on this trip. And, <laughs> and Barbie and Carl, let's give them credit. They and were, Barbie and Carl kept me from cool. going completely insane. Mm-hmm. So she still got, got a lot of like time with them. Good, yeah, she still got like some pretty good saddle time. Cool. Oh yeah, they took uh, me out to Fremont Street. We went to a concert. We went drinking. Mm, Great old fancy. time. I uh, I watched uh, the wonders of shiplap mm-hmm. as a home decorating tool. Ah, interesting. Which is what I do. Sure. Yeah. Home decorate. Uh, so is that is that the trip then? I mean, you you've gotten back. What's you still have the America, right? I do. Well, I I rode back that night, so we got the bike by six p.m. By the time the shop closed, and at that point, that was a Thursday. Okay. No, Wednesday it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And so, and I just, I wasn't going to spend another night in Vegas. And so we hit the road at about, after Skylar won the poker tournament, we finally got on the road and it was about 10 PM Vegas time. Okay. Let's just, let's just make that clear that everything got better when I left. Once Chuck left, it was just smooth skies. (laughs) (laughs) We chased a lightning storm from Vegas to Mesquite, and it just stayed one, like, just ahead of us the entire time. And we didn't run into it. It just kept, we just chased it the whole time and didn't run into it all the way to Mesquite. Chuck, I'm going to need you to stop touching my strom now. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I do after you go to bed at night. I sneak over and touch the strom. Damn it. I don't even rub up on it or anything. I just touch it with a finger ah. for about five minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> until the glow surrounds my fingertip. Uh-huh. And then I stop. Oh, uh, man. man, curses foiled again. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you had a good trip, Linda, even if it did not go as originally planned. You know, it did. And I made really good friends with the guys at the shop. They all gave in Vegas, the, the triumph guys in Vegas. <laughs> not the ones who didn't actually work on your bike. <laughs> right. Well, the ones that worked on it in Vegas. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I got pictures with them. They gave me their personal cell phones. They told me to get a hold of them. If I ever have questions, if I'm buying a bike and feel like I'm getting any kind of a weird vibe, give them texts, give them calls. Wow. I just want to be my new pal. So, so I, and you, and wild bill was calling you up too, wasn't he? Oh, wild bill called me the next morning when I'm in bed with my husband, 7am get a call from wild bill. And I'm thinking the, the dude's dead. Like somewhere, a birdie's calling me. Like, come back, to my, <laughs> come and get me. Come back, sweet lady. I'm really. I need gotta, water. 
I got the munchies. <laughs> I need so much weed. Feed me. Feed me. No one's giving me weed. <laughs> That's all Birdie needs to be happy in life. Yeah, so he called me up and it was just like, hey, Miranda. Oh, yes. Even saying, I don't even remember. But he basically he was like, hey, I just wanted to say thanks again for the room. And I got really lucky and I got into a poker tournament and I won the main prize. And so now I got a pocket full of money to take care of me and my son's bike. And oh man. Oh, here he's coming. No, man. Hey, it wasn't me. Okay. Oh, hey, hey, Melinda, I gotta go. And he like hangs up on me. <laughs> like like someone, someone is coming for him and he's yelling that it's not him. And then all of a sudden, hey, I gotta go. And he's out. <laughs> Yeah, he, I, he either won a poker tournament or he, or he robbed a freaking bank. <laughs> All I know is, like, somewhere, like, Birdie is in a corner shaking. Like, he's probably part of the ransom deal somewhere. <laughs> that damn dog. So, so what would you say, Melinda? Uh, are, you, are you going to try for the women's sport bike rally again in a future year? Or are you going to try for Babes Ride Out later this year? Okay, to both of those. I have been trying for Babes Ride Out this entire year. Um, ever since ever since this has happened, both Barbie and one of my good friends up here, Kelly, um, Kelly and her friends are planning to ride out, and we wanted to head south, and I was thinking it would work out for us to stop and pick up Barbie. But I'm thinking Babes just isn't going to happen for me this year. Aww. So, Why? You won't have me with you, so it should go fine. <laughs> uh, with the amount of time that I had to take off of work oh, right. for this unplanned adventure uh, in Vegas. Hello, work. I'm I, I'm broken down in Vegas. No, you're not. You're hello, lying. <laughs> and oh, hey, hello, work. I I happen to be broken down in work with Chuck in Vegas. No, uh, we're not having a good time. Uh, no, I gotta go now. Gotta go. Oh, it's not me, man. <laughs> Are you still riding the uh, America? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, today, in fact. And I talked to Jen when I got home, and she just said all she wants is for me to keep having a good time. And she feels bad that I had such little time to ride while it was out there. So she's just the coolest. I mean, you guys know this. Jen's the best. She's the coolest. And she just wants me riding. And so even though it's not the most popular thing around my house these days, and <laughs> many, many... Many, 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 many people are just in shock that I'm still riding right now. Uh, it's all I want to do. Brother's cousin. Now, what about the Vespa? <laughs> Chuck, you win. You win on this one. I always win. You told, what about the Vespa? <laughs> you told me that. That's what I'm calling this riding. title. This episode, Chuck always wins. No, Chuck's hero. <laughs> I'm just, I, you've been saying from day one that once I started writing, I, I wouldn't think twice about the Vespa. I, I would rather slip my wrist than get back on my Vespa. Wow. <laughs> and what, what Vespa is it that you have? I have the ET4, the 150. Ah, okay. And, you know, she's fast. She, I could take her in the freeway. I've been out to Dugway. I've been out to Park City. I, been down to Nephi and you know I've, I've been all over on her I love her she's been great 14 years of writing hey you know I what Todd? just don't 
I think she's trying to sell it, and it runs. I, I've already I've already got a line on a uh, GT two hundred blue. <laughs> but wait, wait. Here's the thing about the GT two hundred, and this is the important thing because this is Todd we're talking about here. The GT two hundred has a brown leather seat. Ah. Her Vespa's pink. Yeah, I don't really need a pink one. My Vespa's Victoria's Secret pink and black. Wow. Black leather seat. Well, I'm just going to make sure my wife never hears this episode because she's already like hatching plans. She's like, I'm going to take the, we're going to get a Vespa. Oh, I can take a Vespa to yoga. I'm like, yeah, you can take a Vespa to yoga and then you can stop at Whole Foods and pick up the kids from the Montessori. None of which is whoa, actually whoa, made whoa, up. Whoa, 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 you put a sidecar on. Why are we discouraging on? this? Thought about Why that. are we discouraging the wife riding? Uh, I'm not, I'm not discouraging her riding. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm discouraging her riding the Vespa I'm going to have. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, why can't you have twin Vespas? Well, I'm going to have some fucking room now, aren't I? (laughs) One pink, one blue. One pink, one blue. Sidecars on both. You can put sidecars on Vespas. I've seen it. Yes. You could be a little scooter and family. Mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. I might be in the market to sell a really cute pink Vespa. Uh-huh. What's your wife's Satan? sign? <laughs> if I had a knuckle for every time I said that on this trip. <laughs> That's enough out of you, what's Satan. Your, what's your wife's sign? Sign? Yeah, what's her astrological symbol? I have not the foggiest fucking clue. Uh, When's your, when was your wife born? In... And your birthday. Like, I think you just need a month. Okay, there you go, Janet. Start or end of What? Start what? What what day of was your wife born? Well, that's, that sounds like awfully. This is this is this sounding a little. Are you are you a Nigerian princess? No, I'm wanting to she's know what her the, astrological the, symbol the... is. Okay, so she's a the the the. The art on my Vespa is for a, a capitalological symbol on my Vespa. If I had That's answered I anything else, would she have said, I have that on my Vespa? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 you and I are doing the same blank looks. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, my God. I am a. Good for you. I had street art. Okay. You okay? Okay. I tattooed my Vespa. I tattooed my Vespa. No, it's all staying in. You better edit all of this out. I hate all of you. Just pat your head and say you're okay. They're there. How how condescending and patronizing can we be right now? Answer quite. Oh my God! All I'm saying is your wife is. This is a Vespa. You guys are supposed to be friends. I I guess. No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) This bike is meant to be hers. (laughs) It was clearly it was clearly meant to be. Clearly. This bike is meant to be hers. It's a Vespa. Uh, there's no argument that can be mounted against that, Todd. That is true. I mean, this is this is solid proof. Your wife is meant to have this. There is bus. there is no rational, logical argument that can be made against the words coming out of her mouth. I, I concur hate, with your assessment. Oh my god, sir. I hate you all. I wish Jen was here to back me up. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, she is not. <laughs> now, be, before we wrap up. Let's talk about the, the liners we were wearing. Oh, yes, that you guys actually wore that I could never make fit my giant bulbous head. Yeah, a year ago, we got these these helmet liners and uh, female do-rags from uh, the really nice people at Racy Baby. Racy Baby, yes. And I, I thought the, the liner helmet liner was really cool. I, it made a difference for me riding in the desert. Hmm. Like, it felt like a layer of cool 
uh, between my head and the helmet. It was surprising to me how big of a difference it made. This is possibly yeah. the first time Chuck has ever gotten to feel cool on a bike. Wow. We're, going, we're doing that. We're doing that. Burns. For me, having my bike, long hair. All my I bikes mean, run. Oh, your bikes run. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, you're fine. I'm just, you know, trying to get a word in edgewise about Racy Baby. That's no, what no, about, no, no, wait, right? wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, what, Todd? I missed that. Please tell us about it. A little louder, <laughs> Todd. How's that? How's that going? All, all bikes running? Trade shade tree mechanic genius guy. Mm. <laughs> always, always has an opinion when I, when I say something about my bike. Mm. How, how's that going? Mm. Going good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great mm. American bike. Mm. Right everywhere you need to go. Melinda, save me. So reliable. I, I can't stop so it. So wicked. Everything's going good. I just turn his mic off. I had to live with this for two years in Vegas. I... Everything is awesome. <laughs> tell, tell us about the racy baby. She got the, had, yeah, tell us about, you got the do-rag version. I had the do, the do-rag for the ladies. And I gotta say, mm. oh my gosh, I always used to pin, I'm a bobby pin fanatic and I bobby pin my hair up and curls all over my head just cause it makes it easier. I can take it out of the helmet and uh, I have curls, but they hurt and they hurt under the helmet and it's awful. And now I sure. can just curl it up and throw it in the little bag at the, at the end of it and tie it up. And it was super easy and my hair looks good afterwards and kick butt mm. and Bob, or, uh, Barbie actually down in Vegas had mentioned that she had heard of them but had just never picked one up for herself and so to thank them for taking me in poor straggling stranger uh, I actually picked her up one and I'm sending her uh, a little care package with some wheel nerd swag and um, and a racy baby for her to say thank you today oh, um, that's I'm sending that down well, and, I, and I let Anna know over at Race Baby how much we appreciated her stuff so Cool. Throw out a little plug for for the wheel nerds. Cool. I might have to. I might have to grab one for the daughter. It's it made a huge difference. She's, I look over at her when we're riding along, and she's got the the blonde hair coming out the front of the helmet. It's just flapping <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Well, remember, I had to cut my long hair after after my trip last year because oh, it, it was just so tangled up from mm-hmm. being yeah. in the helmet and whatnot. I had to literally whack it. I could not run. A brush or a comb through my majestic locks at all. So it was it was do rag. Do rag was the thing to do. Yeah, I need I I needed it pretty badly. Cool. So yeah, re- check them out. Racybaby.com. R a c i b a b i. Um, it's a good product. Rocking. Yeah, wheel nerds approved. Mm-hmm. Unlike Wait, Melinda. Are you saying that you gave me your stinky old used one from last year? No, I didn't have a chance to use it because I had whacked my hair off. Oh, okay. Sure, it wasn't the one that I had used. Give me Todd's <laughs> on your butt. Oh, gross. I think Todd had to use it as an emergency diaper. Oh, disgusting! I actually, I don't know why I didn't think that it hadn't been used previously. There's a decent chance it had actually. There's, there's basically <laughs> no way to stuff my ridiculous melon into a helmet with anything else other than my head and the helmet. Well, after our two years in Vegas, there's no saying what that racy baby has seen now. <laughs> That's why it's a diaper. <laughs> well, Melinda, thank you for coming on with us and for setting the story straight and, quite honestly, for saving my co-host so oh, many times. Christ. Twice. You're welcome. That's right, uh, folks. Wheel nerds would not be possible without the heroic actions oh my God. of Melinda. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. Thank would, you, Melinda. I would say die in a fire, but it's just too soon. <laughs> too soon. Thanks, Melinda. You're welcome, guys. I'm glad you're okay, Chuck. Shut up. I'm glad she was there. Oh, my God. Thank God. 
Oh, for fuck's Thank sake. God for you, Melinda. If she wasn't there, I would have been in California at the rally. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure I would have noticed being on fire before I exploded. Probably. Ish. They probably would have burned itself out. How flammable is an arrow stitch? I don't think anyone's willing to answer that. I it didn't. I didn't catch on fire. That's true. You, you know, you did not. And you certainly could have. All right. I think it would have burned out. It would have been fine. Would have burned out. Yeah, yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. Once, it, once it ran out of pants to burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once it burned through the camelback on my back uh-huh. and all the water come dumping out. Oh, okay. Yeah, would have been fine. Sense. Yeah, yeah. It would have been great. Yeah. would have yeah. been awesome. Seat, seat foam doesn't burn, does it? Oh, wait. No, it totally does. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's nothing else flammable on a motorcycle, right? Not at all. Not, I mean, four and a half gallons of gas. <laughs> yep. Okay, fine. Melinda saved my life once. Yay! Thanks, Melinda. And she helped me out the second time. You're the best. Oh, Jesus Christ. Chuck is not the best. Well, I knew that. <laughs> Listener mail. Nick writes. Hi, Todd. I'm just catching up on my podcast, so I hope you haven't lost hope yet and set the straw on fire. <laughs> the symptoms you describe match more or less exactly what I came across a few years ago with a friend's Honda CB500. Mm. Similar age and mileage. The issue started when the thing cocked out halfway to work. After getting it home, it made it about half as far before dying when trying to pull out on a roundabout. After that, it would start and run as long as you didn't put any load on the engine whatsoever. No fuel issue, no air issue, and both plugs were sparking when tested. I can't remember what put me onto this idea, but after trying everything else, I ended up finding a guide online that showed me how to test the resistance across the ignition coils. Turned out one of the coils had gone bad and would work okay until it warmed up, but was producing too weak a spark to ignite under load. Swapped out the offending coil. Everything ran flawlessly since. Mm. I know this sounds like another throwing parts at suggestion, but go ahead and throw some parts at it. (laughs) Your enthusiasm for V-Stroms is the reason why I'm almost 60,000 into my own 650. Danger zones. So don't despair just yet. Oh, and to break upgrade is awesome you'll enjoy it best of luck sob (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i saw nick's email and i was like okay all right that's not that's not wild and so you know i'd done the resistance test but i was like okay maybe maybe if it's near the edges of it and so i went back and i looked really carefully through the book and did it all again and i'm like now the resistance is pretty good which led to me testing the spark by putting it on the engine Okay. And, you know, it's flawless spark. Yeah. Like it actually sparks a little better in the front than it does in the back. Um, Funny. Yeah. Since it's had no use whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it hadn't, it hadn't been doing anything. Has it? I think um, that's what they call mint condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spark plugs <laughs> barely used. <laughs> Unused. Sparked, sparked 10 times. <laughs> uh, Joel also sent us a picture of his new scrambler um, behind a, a planter. Mm-hmm. Because he's bad at cameras. Oh, okay. Yes, there's a scrambler hiding back there. But he did get coffee, so maybe maybe it was his way of being like, "Look, I'm adventure. I'm in adventure, the jungle. Adventure coffee. I'm in the I'm in the potted jungle. Uh-huh. Adventure Joel. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Joel, mm-hmm. have you been on fire? Mm, not many people who can claim that. So what have you learned, Todd? <sighs> I I've learned that I've learned that 
sometimes sometimes you have to let the ones you love go. Sometimes <laughs> you have to keep them alive on life support and eBay parts. <laughs> that got dark. Quickly. Very, very dark. Very dark. I'm feeling sort of dark, Chuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a dark place. I, I can see that. I got to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hug my wife, my dogs. What have you learned, Chuck? Melinda saved my life twice. Yay, Melinda! You're our hero. Also, I don't get it led into any of the cool girl groups. That's that's not news. <laughs> it is to me. And that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801 917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Lobo offers and stupid questions. Hello, me in the future. Hi, hi, Chuck. That's going to hurt. Yep.